5-4-3-2-1. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. Searching the news for marketing stuff and bringing it to you every day. Well, let's get over and have some fun. Here we go. This was a takeoff on the Midas theme. And if you remember the legend of Midas, everything he touched turned to gold, including on here. But there's a catch. There goes the cell phone. So much for that. Very careful. Got a package. It's so heavy. Let somebody else open your mail. Oh, look at that. Hot, cold. It also has voice control somehow. Just to match. And yes, available in gold. How about that? <laughs> That's so good. So anyway, they. it's funny, though, because uh, going over to the PDF, they... Uh, they said everything King Midas touches doesn't turn to gold, but in this video, it sure does. Um, I think they meant that he didn't have to touch this, but if he did, when he did touch it, it did turn to gold. So, uh, less, got that wrong. Anyway, but you don't have to touch the faucet, and uh, their target audience is millennial homeowners. And part of the reason I put this up is because I think Moen does a great job. I have just simple... Utility sink faucets. I I put Delta in my house when I built it, but then I then I switched that one. It's so many of the Deltas don't work, you know. And I every time I switch them, I try to get to to a Moen uh, because they just are good. And my kitchen sink, I had a Moen and it got so it couldn't move around right. And I called them up and they sent me a, just a whole you know whole pile of parts and told me how to fix it. So I did, and uh, that wasn't too bad. So it was supposed to be visually arresting. It's their first, it's the first ever totally touchless smart faucet. Uh, and it allows users to control the temperature and the quantity of needed of water needed through voice activation. And of course, I'm just thinking, if the power goes out, you won't be able to get any water out of any of these faucets. But, you know, the pumps won't work either. And in in other news, sink-related, Whirlpool bought 84-year-old Insinkerator, the world's largest manufacturer of food waste disposers and instant hot water dispensers. So there you go. Now you know. Now you got some real news. This is from my friend Ray Schultz, and uh, I, I really don't understand it. It says marketers are being more careful, and I thought, well, maybe they maybe they won't pitch every latest social issue <laughs> and and offend me with. Either whichever side they're on, sometimes you know, just give me the good product, you know. But uh, it says they're tamping down their language to avoid appearing tone deaf to the issues faced by consumers. And I don't know what the issues are. You know, uh, I read somewhere that climate change was like number 30th or something of concerns of consumers, and yet so many things you see mention that uh that they'll help you face i don't know so i don't know what i don't know what there was no real illustration it said of the marketers polled 92 percent say said they're playing it safe with their language it could be the level of language 79 percent are concerned about using relevant and appropriate branded messages and 64 percent fear 
their message may be understood or fall flat. Um, and so maybe it's maybe it's maybe they're they're writing at too high a level, or maybe they're writing too elliptically. Which, to illustrate, I added ellipses. And Ray in this article has almost every sentence he makes into a paragraph and starts with a preposition, a conjunction, or uh, a subordinate phrase. And I think we could take those all out, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> it looks like we could make it. One of the first things I learned when I was writing copy, I had a master's in philosophy. And, and in philosophy, one never expresses their true beliefs in the initial uh, phrase of the sentence. You always qualify and qualify and qualify and then say what you really mean, uh, which is the opposite of good copy. Good copy, you want to get to the point, as Craig Huey mentions, <laughs> mentioned just the other day. And so, uh, but Ray's a, a journalist, and so maybe that's maybe that's the reason. Anyway, Ray, would, would love to hear from you. Uh, I quote you a lot, and we haven't talked in a while, so give me a call or reach out on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll send you a message. Bye-bye. Here we go. Okay, how restaurants can use direct mail to boost visits. And this was this was from restaurant draw restaurantdive.com i don't know anyway never used that magazine before but we we here we go and it seems to be done by staff writers restaurants continue to feel to reel from supply chain issues talent shortages and rising operating costs in response many have raised menu prices to help the short-term sales but increased prices have negatively impacted demand sometimes i wonder because <laughs> It seems like, you know, uh, for our 40th anniversary this past week, uh, I said, you know, rather than go out and and be disappointed in the way they make the steaks, I'd rather make them myself, get the best ribeyes we can get, and I'll cook them and we'll get some really good wine and have a couple friends over, and, and that's what we did. And, you know, it might have been a couple of hundred dollars, but it wasn't any more than going out, you know, even if we split the tab. Uh, so consumers are cooking at home more often. We've always kind of done that a lot. You know, we used to go on Tuesday nights. We used to go out to the, the, the Hardee's. They had a clown. They had, they had kid night. But, you know, other than something like that. So uh, there's an initial reaction to cut advertising uh, to help save money. But um, then they get into the direct mail, reasons for direct mail, that restaurants should use direct mail. And, and from my perspective, one of the best reasons is to uh, target locally. You know, there's there's only so far I'm going to drive for a pizza <laughs> or whatever. There's only so far that pizza places will deliver to me. And uh, we used to always, Domino's, we used to, they used to have that half an hour or 20-minute delivery or whatever it was. And we used to say to them, you know, you won't find our house in time. Why don't we tell you how to find it? <laughs> oh, we can find it. We got more free pizzas. It was so funny. You know, and they get new drivers all the time. So that even though one would know, then the next one wouldn't know. And that was great. So anyway, 72% uh, of millennials, Vericast, March 22 Awareness to Action Study, found 72% of millennials regularly look at ads they receive in the mail. Now, it was 74% for digital ads, which I don't believe for a second. 
But anyway, 53% of consumers say direct mail influences them to visit a restaurant. That's from that same study, uh, which I think I signed up to download, but I didn't get it right away. Um, average response rates for a quick service restaurant, QSR, uh, direct mails are on 10 to 12% from Veracast. That sounds way too high for me. And when I downloaded the study, it was actually from Velasis. So I think that Veracast awareness study is done by Velasis, which is kind of a, uh, a co-op as far as I know. It's a co-op, you know, where you can get an insert and it markets to a town and you can buy that. Now, I took issue with this. It said uh, that a UP, when you combined digital and direct mail, that you got a 40% response. And a 40%? 40%? I said, what? That's, that, that can't be. That just can't be. And so I looked up the study. I clicked on this, and it took me to a UPS sort of a compilation of miscellaneous facts. And in there, they mentioned... 40% conversion rate with a footnote. And so I went, you know, all this extra work to an article by Al Urbanski. Seems like a nice guy. Got a good smile. Will programmatic direct mail be the new growth channel? This is from 2016. There we go, 2016. And he talks about Lewis Gersh. And Lewis founded stuff like Indiegogo, which I used to promote my honeybee hives. Um, but he also is the CEO of Pebble Post. And in 2016, it had only launched less than a year before. And, um, and, and Lewis said programmatic was sweeping through display, but it was getting overdone and effic efficacy was falling. Pebble Post was born out of that. Everybody looked at anything but direct mail as a solution. But direct mail is second only to TV in marketing expenditures, and no new products have come out in direct mail for 25 years, which is blatantly false, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just completely wrong. Um, but he didn't, he wasn't a direct mailer, so how would he know, you know? I mean, when we did, when we did machine learning, you know, and, and we've been doing it for more than 25 years now, almost 30 years, um, that was, that was, that was, as far as I know, that was one of the few places, if maybe the only place it was actually working in the world. And that was in direct mail. So Pebble Post, here's the interesting part. Pebble, here's where this, this data comes from. Pebble Post launched last June on a promise of 8% response rates and 15% conversion rates. So what I'm, so, so what I think they're talking about is maybe this is buyers and this is clickers conversion what you know we i've always conflated those two thought they were about the same but you know in a lead generation uh campaign yeah you might get leads versus orders okay but after its first five not a hundred not 500 but five customers Posted rates closer to 20 to 40%. He knew he was on to something, but it doesn't give any, you know. It, you know, we don't know. They might have mailed out 100 pieces, you know, and, and you know, and it could have been, it could have been a cart abandonment or something, you know, which has a really high, you know, conversion. But anyway, so, uh, 
And then it says, we built the first ever connected digital with direct mail. But since then, you can get these a lot of places. And uh, Market Builders down in Phoenix uh, has a really, really well integrated system. And um, Steve Falk up in, up in Canada also does this sort of thing. Brian Dillette at LS Direct. And all of those guys are, are from the mailing industry. They appreciate who owns the name and can we suppress subsequent uh, clicks and, you know, and Brian, we have an interview coming up with Brian that we recorded already and he has some great uh, insights, uh, which, which uh, I think it's going to air next Friday, not tomorrow, but next Friday. Um, he's got some great insights into, uh, into tweaks on how you, how you manage this. But what was interesting was that, um, Natasha Meta said they started sending it to their unsubscribe list. Excellent. I haven't seen that very often. And, you know, if you send an email to your unsubscribe list, you know, you can get in trouble. Can spam act. Um, but if you send a postcard, you know, that's exempt. So uh, it says... They've come back to the website, or the, it's it's been groundbreaking. We didn't have a way to engage with them. Excellent. And as a as a printer in Canada told me, they'll never they'll never limit mail because the government makes money with it, which could be true. Excellent point. Um, conversion rates via Pebble Post have been running six times higher than those boxes from emails, which could be true. But you know it is. You know, if an email costs you six cents and a and a uh, postcard costs you sixty six cents, that's eleven times higher. So, you know, but at the same time, it's always good to reactivate a customer. So, the 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 thing that bothered me was when David Cooperstein in this article uh, said um, that their responses go into an address cloud and. And, and as their program catches on, programmatic mail will shed its reliance on first-party data, and users will be able to mail unknown website users without taking ownership of their names and addresses. So Pebble Post, their whole idea is to rent the names. Now, I don't know if this – I've never used Pebble Post, so I can't, I can't say – I can remember that I didn't use them because of something like this issue. Uh, they say, we'll have ownership of the addresses and won't give it to the client. It's like when someone does a search and clicks on a link for an item. The retailer doesn't know who it is, but Google might know. And so there's some issues here with how Pebble Post uses their system and whether or not, I mean, it's, it seems to me that once they buy from me, then uh, then I do have the rights to use that. But Anyway, it was a little problematic, and uh, Pebble Post, as far as I know, is still around, um, so I'll reach out to them and see if they can tell me more about them. But anyway, mail is powerful, and if you have a restaurant, it's something you definitely should consider. Uh, the article goes on to say that restaurants get an ROI of $5.62 on average. Uh, you know, is that per dollar? That would be 562% return on investment. Is that return on ad sales or is that EBITDA? You know, you never know. These articles just, they just pull numbers from here and there and hither and yon. But anyway, still 
good to remember. I haven't worked with many restaurants, but uh, but I do get offers and I do look at them. So have a great day. Oh, don't forget to go over and register. I'm thinking that I might shave my beard. You won't. I should have put this at the beginning of the of the show. I think I might shave my beard if we get 20 or more uh, registrations. We got our first one today, uh, and we sent out an email. So look in your email. You know, and if you're worried that we're going to email you to death, we only email when we have something to say, which is, I know is rare, but (laughs) we have this webinar and I'm going to be sharing some of the breakthrough insights and how I got to the insights. And in my previous edition of my book, I only talked about the modeling successes, which is only about a half, maybe not even half of some of the great successes that we've had and so this is going to be more about the process and how I go about looking at a company and why we've been able to expand and explode their growth and dramatically change their valuation and I've had seven or eight of them uh, sell their company or go public (laughs) almost instantly after we did after we grew them like crazy and they hadn't grown in years and they got out of the thing. So, uh, so it's I think going to be I think it'll challenge you. I'd like to get enough people live that we have some actual interaction, like we do. It's twenty dollars if you're a non-member, which is a heck of a deal, you know. I mean, the conference I just signed up for was eleven hundred dollars. So, <laughs> anyway, so twenty twenty signups and we will uh, we'll shave my beard. Go over to WDMA.org for all the details. It's a, it's a week from today, um, and I did the promotion almost 100% myself without the style consultant. So if, I, if all the links are bad, just go over to WDMA.org. Bye-bye.